0: Okay, all right. I want to make sure that, um, yes, we're all set. Awesome. Yay. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let me make sure my camera feed is good too. And uh, we will be transitioning. Oh, I need to silence my watch. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a little chores here and there, but um, we have gotten to the end of that little scuffle. So, transition and voila. Hello, good evening, everyone. Make sure I'm recording, and I'm live on Spotify. Yes, and on Facebook. Awesome. Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Francis Sebor, and my lighting is just fine. I don't think it's bad, and I'm so glad you can make it here with us um, this evening. Um, we are on the last leg <laughs> of—I'll uh, say the last day before our epic conference begins, the Watchman Prophetic Conference. I love this bird because the bird has like it's a mixture of the old and the new new feathers that are darker um, further down but then it's like beak um, its ability to just detect stuff or whatever is white so it has this aged thing I don't know if all um, old bald eagles look like this but it fits in so well with our theme and I shared this um, the other day explaining that um, each of the different letters that used to spell out um, the name Christ, um we're meant to represent different ages um different times seasons and different ways that god spoke to our ancestors the fathers the prophets hallelujah and um this is the subject matter of today's meeting we are heavily concerned with um discovering um these truths that god has put on the inside of us commute communally is that the right word <laughs> Anyways, but you get the idea. Um, The fact that um, inside of us as a community, God has a special treasure inside. Hallelujah. Uh, Man, there's so many ways we could go, but I feel like I have a leading from the Holy Spirit and I want to honor that. (laughs) Excuse me. So we're just gonna jump in in that direction. Heavenly Father, we thank you for utterance, for understanding, for wisdom, for counsel, for the sharp two-edged sword, for encounter, for impartation. Thank you for the blessing that you have for us even tomorrow. Lord, we thank you for the appetizers that you have littered for us, Lord God, on this journey, head on for collision with um, Rosh Hashanah, with Yom Teruah, Lord God, thank you for this season that is upon us, Lord God, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord God, we thank you for what you're doing, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're doing, in Jesus' name, amen, hallelujah, you know, um, we recently had a worship communion in the cave, if you're a parent, um and you were summoned on Saturday um you might be more aware of this than others and um it's because um there was an urgency in this in the heart of the Lord concerning young people um basically hold on one second let me put this banner back up and I think I want to make a slight adjustment to my lighting here don't mind me camera geek here and I will not relent until (laughs) I feel like it looks good hallelujah okay I think we're good there all right I think that looks a whole lot better. And um, basically, what happened, let me stop this recording. So I'm just recording camera record again. <laughs> um, so basically, what happened was someone had a vision, I think it was shared on PHB on our WhatsApp group. Someone had a vision and encounter where um, they saw. Um, um, hmm. So remember how we spoke about the 12 tribes of Israel, and we speaking about that, um, the heritage, the the four winds of heaven the four rivers the four faces of god the four letters of yahweh how um, there's meant to be three witnesses to each of these four and that's how the 12 tribes of israel were brought forth well there's something called the 12 storehouses of heaven in the book of job called the Mazaroth, but a perversion of that called the zodiac is what you find many people using in their horoscopes and basically um according to the zodiac which is the dark version of things and i'm saying they're dark because These seasons of God are meant to correspond. These um uh whatchamacallit, these stages, these 12 stages of the earth's journey through the 12 storehouses are meant to be encounters with God. Um, we explained in other times that um the seven feasts um that we see God demanding that Israel participate in. Meant to be, was meant to be on an annual cycle. As Israel journeys through the 12 storehouses of heaven, we've had conferences that spoke on this, like for example, the 12 gates of, of Zion as an example of that. As Israel would journey through the 12 storehouses of heaven, they would eventually um, um, you know, partake of all of the wealth, all the resources of God, hallelujah, for that year, the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of God's vengeance, amen? And we explained last week that God's vengeance is just God being who he is. God is just shining his light. And because um, he is light, the true nature of things manifests, amen? And that's what we call the wrath of God. It is when things are revealed as they should be, amen? It's not God punishing anyone. No, God knows what would happen when he manifests in an area. So he gives warnings, he gives wisdom, he gives instruction not just because when he shows up bad things will happen to bad people amen but because even if he doesn't show up quote unquote unquote amen he knows you're still suffering whether it's lights or not so god wants every creature to bask in goodness whether like i like what um, paul said in philippians he said whether in my presence or in my absence work out your salvation with fear and trembling do all things without complaining hallelujah um, i feel like i mixed two verses up there but anyways my point just being though these 12 storehouses of heaven um there there is a perversion called the zodiac where each of these 12 storehouses are 12 storehouses of darkness amen which is wiccans warlocks and satanists use these things to cast spells on people and one of them you know a major um portal of darkness um we believe the lord wanted us to thwart frustrate shut close amen um was on that time window that timeline um when um the worship community happened the worship community that took place was kind of like a celebration of all the watching that took place before that there was all the watching that was taking place before that to make sure that the gate is sealed and then the ceremonial you know oftentimes um, um many christians they like to do all the labor on it on the ceremony it's like you want to build the house on the ribbon cutting day amen no you should have already finish building the house right you don't study for your exams on graduation day, if, if, that's a, if, if it's a day before graduation, you choose to study for your examinations, you're setting yourself up for failure, right? So your, your ceremonies are just meant to coronate what has already taken place, right? Hallelujah. And um, by the grace and mercy of God, we believe a major, you know, block was put to many of the things that the enemy was trying to do. And I could tell that many other prophets around the world were privy to this because I saw many people's posts on Instagram and on Facebook about this. But long story short, there is warfare being waged against um the next generation hallelujah and the enemy's target is to make sure that they for lack of better words receive uh what we refer to today as the mark of the beast amen and um we refer to that as the mark of the beast I've explained before that it isn't a tattoo on your forehead um it isn't a computer chip in your hand um it might manifest there there will be manifestations of these things as we approach the end of the ages just because the book of revelations actually the entire bible is prophetic and prophecies have multiple fulfillments amen but the actual thing pointed to in revelation chapter 13 as a mark of the beast amen requires a departure from the presence of god as signal as heralded by cain in the old testament and as climaxed by the antichrist amen and uh, we explain this over time in some of the other word for now sessions how um Cain was like a forerunner an ancestor a, a pioneer of this path of walking away from God and he opened up the floodgates for other people and many of his 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 descendants they didn't rest in their laurels they took up right the mantle of Cain and they drove things even further hallelujah and um this mark of 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 Cain this mark of the beast hallelujah is the consequence of an infilling of the spirit, amen, of perdition, hallelujah, the spirit of destruction, the spirit of this world, the spirit of the antichrist, and basically we explained last time that um, um, the righteousness which is by faith, amen, what God wants for all of us to come into brings us to the place where our hearts are inscribed with the laws of God, amen, and we explain what that means, it simply means the spirit of God is able to traffic in and through all of your channels, in and through all of your gateways, God's word is firmly is firmly seated on the thrones of your soul, Amen. And the fruit of all of these things, Hallelujah, is that you have something called the testimony or the testament. You know, when you see drawings of the tabernacle, this is like a precursor. I, I, um, unless the Lord leads me otherwise, I will speak in this way during the conference. When the Lord um, told Moses to build the tabernacle and Moses was taken up, amen, what Moses saw on Mount Sinai was actually a human being. Amen. But in other, um, let me say it like this. What Moses saw on Mount Sinai was a human being, okay? When Moses climbed on Mount Sinai, what he saw was a human, let me say it again, okay? What Moses saw on Mount Sinai was a human, amen? Now, when God told him to build this human according to the pattern, okay? The pattern, okay, what well, the person he was trying to build was actually Jesus Christ, the image and likeness of God. Amen. And I can show you this in so many, so many different ways, you know, I've explained before that the Garden of Eden was meant to bring Adam into maturity into development, amen, and to, um, to, um, to, uh, oh, come on, to (laughs) facilitate this process, these trees sprang up from the ground, amen, and each of them Bringing forth fruit with seed inside of each fruit that reproduces after its kind, amen. And what each of these trees would bring forth is the knowledge of good and evil of God, amen. But one tree was in there that brought the knowledge of good and evil of Satan of death, amen. But that said, nonetheless, okay, in that in that garden of desire, that garden of pleasure, Adam was to eat of that and then plant each of those seeds in his heart. Effectively, Adam would be recreating Eden on the inside of him. The reason for that is because Eden means pleasure, the place where God is right. Well, please, amen. In God's um, presence, his fullness of joy, at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. God's right hand is Eden, and that Eden is actually Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. What Adam was meant to do was learn and discover who Jesus is by interactions, amen, in that garden. Hallelujah. And the fruits of those interactions, amen, would be the development, amen, of humanity onto the climax that is Christ Jesus, amen? And that climax that is Christ Jesus is the tabernacle, the person that Moses saw on the mountain, amen? Now again, the tabernacle by form in the Old Testament, the tabernacle has assumed that form of a structure, of an edifice, and even the temples afterwards as captured in the scriptures, only because of the human's refusal to be the subject matter, right? To be the ones that would be built, amen? So basically because Israel refused to come up on Mount Sinai, God said, I still want a sanctuary. I still want to dwell amongst you people, amen? And God's idea of the sanctuary was not a building. It was never a building, even in the Old Testament, amen? Hallelujah. In fact, the reason why it's called the Old Testament is because when the New Testament came up, God said, I will not put my laws on tables of stone, because of the hardness of people's hearts instead i'll write them on the hearts directly as i intended to amen so you see that all of the technology that was adopted all of the rituals that are taking place are to make the high priest okay through the the facilities facilitations of the tabernacle okay make him look like jesus before the shekinah glory does that make sense all of the high priest's adornments. All right, the Jesus I'm speaking of right here now is Moses. Okay, and I explain I'm explaining why I'm calling Moses Jesus. Okay, because Moses in a shadow is Jesus. Amen. And someone says, let me let me phrase it like this: The Bible says God in times past spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. The prophets were referred to as anointed ones. Okay, or sons of man. Okay, and that spoke about development. All right, these were um, these bees or people that um through their interactions with God were able to for lack of better words develop their humanity I'm speaking about humanity in in a natural pure virgin sense not humanity as in embracing sin I'm talking about humanity I'm sure can everyone everyone can hear me I can tell because I'm seeing two different screens you have a confidence monitor here as feedback to make sure I'm I'm being seen and heard amen hallelujah um humanity here speaking about what God had in mind God's original intent hallelujah and um um, um, that's what the prophets of the old testament came into they came into portions of this amen it's like who christ who christ is was scattered okay through our times and seasons all with the intention of god revealing who he was through the narrative of the scriptures amen hallelujah through the narrative of the life of the jewish people if you study the lives of jewish people you discover that god was actually writing jesus through everything and that's why when you're reading the bible you should be looking for jesus There's a verse in the book of Psalms 119. that says, open down my eyes that I might see wonderful things in your law. One of Jesus's names is wonderful. Counselor mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Hallelujah. Amen. So when Moses climbed up on the mountain, amen. What Moses went to go see was Jesus. Now Moses was meant to replicate what he saw, amen, to the best of his ability. Amen. In fact, God actually helped him go beyond that. Amen because there was a limit to how much moses could see right we know this because when um, moses asked god show me your face god said you cannot see my face so moses did not see jesus in his true form right which is what he really desired to do that's what moses was asking god to show him hallelujah but what moses got was a treatment of the back of god and through that encounter moses came down as a shining one amen and as a shining one the reason why moses was a shining one was because of something very important the testament The testimony, which was actually written on on the 10 tablets, sorry, the two tablets, the 10 commandments, amen? The testimony was written upon Moses' heart. Now, wherever the testament is, let me say it again, wherever the testament is, that is where the shining glory, the Shekinah glory is going to rest in tabernacle, amen? And God's desire is that his Shekinah glory will be upon humanity. You know why? Because man has sinned, fallen short of the glory of god amen this is the picture of humanity being unable to go and be before god and commune with him amen you see where god lives amen hallelujah when i say where god lives i don't mean like the place i'm talking about his estate of being amen the way god designed humanity to function it is almost like god is a grown version of a human being does that make sense if god made human beings in his image and his likeness and were meant to grow into christ jesus It can be said, amen, that when you plant a human being and they grow as they should, they should manifest deity, amen? And that's what we're meant to be. The problem is sin, where we fall short of the glory of God, where instead of growing towards God, amen, like like, um, the way um, Paul puts it, amen, laying onto the head, which is Christ Jesus, right? Instead of growing up into the Lord, people begin to grow (laughs) downwards into Satan. That's what sin does, right? It twists us. And because of sin, we fall short of God's glory. Hallelujah. Okay, putting that aside now to explain, simply to explain the fact that Moses could not um, interact with God to that degree, amen? And so because of that, the shadow is what he can interact with at best, amen? And that shadow branded a portion of that testimony, okay, a caricature of it. Let me see a caricature, not a portion of it. Hallelujah. And because of that, Moses was shining, amen? And this is actually what the high priest with the tabernacle, with the feasts, okay? All of those provisions of God, the law and the prophets, all of those things are meant to sufficiently recreate that environment that Moses was in so that the high priest for a period of time can look like Moses, amen? And the end goal of this, really the end goal of this is sort of the testimony, amen? The testament, the testimony, amen, can be found, hallelujah, amongst God's people, amen? Specifically inside of their hearts, and that's why God said a New Testament, a new covenant I'm going to make with you. What is that new covenant the New Testament? God's laws written in our hearts and in our minds. And I explained last time, hallelujah, that's the righteousness of faith, amen, where God's word is in your heart and is full and it comes out of your mouth is actually what God is looking for, amen. I've shared these verses before, amen. This is my covenant on which I shall make with them. My spirit which is upon them, hallelujah, and my words which I shall put in their mouth, which shall depart from their mouth and the mouth of the children for for this time forever and ever hallelujah and several other verses um the one i quoted before from jeremiah 31 hallelujah of the new com- new, new covenant God's going to me i will write my laws in their hearts put them in their minds amen their sins and lawless deeds will i remember no more hallelujah if you have any questions please you can type them out in the in the chat in the chat box amen the purpose for all of these things amen is so that the testimony can be captured hallelujah the testament can be captured. Now, I explain also just now in the beginning of this session, amen, that this testimony being written, amen, speaks of the spirits of God. Now, I I want us to understand this, okay? The tabernacle is meant to be a picture of you and I in our developed form. Does that make sense? And when I say our developed form, our developed form is here and now, right? It's in our spirit man. The life force of God on the inside of us is projecting, not projecting a baby form of God. He is projecting the fullness of God. In fact, if you pray in the Holy spirit, the reason why your spirit man is able to speak for lack of better words, mysteries unto God and your soul might be unfruitful is simply because your spirit is speaking God's language at his level. Amen. And because of this, your soul only um, comes privy to one or two things. Now, even when your soul comes into interpretation of tongues, it is still only a fraction of the interaction your soul is, um, your spirit man is having with God. Because your spirit man is one with God, amen? Joined to the Lord. He is one with God, amen? And because of this, there is a high voltage of interaction. You know, um, when I have a few devices here. I have um, this cell phone, okay? And it's communicating with the cell towers, okay? And there's all these number of gigahertz and the frequencies and the wavelengths and blah, 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 amen. The basis for the interaction is, is is these wireless signals. Amen. I want to tell you something. Okay. The, the, there is more intense interactions taking place within this device than between the cell phone and a cell tower, because this is what, who understands what I'm saying. Okay. If you check the speed of interactions taking place within this device they are several several times more than what you can accomplish in between devices. This is the reason why technologies like um, um, Intel's Thunderbolts was invented, amen? <laughs> I said amen, I have to say Intel's Thunderbolts. is because of interactions or communication between um, peripherals is limited when, 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 when the peripherals are external to the machine. Basically your computer, it's, it's faster when the components you want your computer wants to interact with are inside of it. That's why you see these phones are able to operate so quick, so quick and so fast because there's almost no removable parts all right. And there's all these protocols to assist the things that are external, but most of the stuff that is internal you're only going to experience slowdown most of the time. When you are interacting with things externally does that make sense i'm sure everyone here should understand what i'm saying right is when the network is bad your phone feels slow. The network cannot be so fast, it slows down your phone. <laughs> does, that, does that make sense? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And so, um, this is what your spirit man is enjoying. He's enjoying un, un, unlimited, unending interaction with God. Hallelujah. And that life force of God, it, the force of that interaction is being projected at our souls, inviting our souls into that interaction at that frequency. Amen. Now, the soul comes into these measures, okay? measures of these interactions through priesthood, explicitly by feasting on God. This is where we plug everything we're saying into the seven feasts of Israel, amen? Hallelujah. And I wanna show this, this to us in the book of Exodus chapter 24. Hallelujah. I, I quote the scripture a lot because I think I really do believe that Exodus 24 is a beautiful picture of what God wants for us. Um let me jump to let's see here. So this is when Moses reads the the covenant terms with Israel. He takes the blood, sprinkles it on the people and says, "This is the blood Excuse me. Um this is the blood of the covenant. Hallelujah. This is the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you according to all these words." Moses went up Aaron, Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel And they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. Remember, God's throne is made of what? Sapphires, right? Letting you know that they were in the throne room. Amen? Again, God's throne is not a chair. Here you are seeing it as a platform. Amen? That he was standing on. Isn't that incredible? It was like the very heavens in its clarity. So you see right there. He's, he's saying this looks exactly like heaven, as in it's so clearly like you see what he's saying. So basically, they walked into a portal, all right. And Moses is is capturing this. He's he's documenting this this event that he's going through, and he's like, oh my goodness, it was so clear, hallelujah. But on the nobles of the children of Israel, he did not lay his hands, so they saw, so they saw, so they saw God, and they ate and drank. Hallelujah. This is what I'm trying to get at here, okay? The purpose of God inviting them up to Mount Sinai was so that they can interact, they can fellowship, they can feast on God. The fruit of that dining with God is that the testimony would enter into them. Hallelujah. The laws of God can be communicated, can be imparted, amen? Unfortunately, Israel, amen, even though they went through this ceremony, they actually rejected God. So even though they went for the ceremonial feasting with God, the actual internal work of feasting with God did not take place. And we know this because what God says next. Hallelujah. The Bible says here, and then the Lord said to Moses, you come up to me on the mountain and be there and I will give you tablets of stone. The reason for tablets of stone is because Israel refused to be with God. They said, Moses, you speak to God and then come back and tell us what he says and we will do it. And so God says, I'll give you tablets of stone and law and the commandments, which I have written, that you may teach them. Hallelujah. And he said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Hallelujah. Then Moses went up into the mountain and a cloud covered the mountain. Amen. Now, the per- Moses is going up into the mountain. If you check, it was to go feast on God. And the purpose of Moses feasting on God. Let's just show this to us in the scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. Moses went up into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. What was the purpose of Moses' interaction with God? Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they may bring to me an offering. From everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take from them gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet thread, fine linen, goat's hair, blah, 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 blah. Why? Verse 8 Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Do you see the heart of God? Do you see the heart of God? I want to show you that when, even when we are wicked and stubborn, God is not trying to punish our wickedness. Look at God's heart. Isn't our God a wonderful God, amen? He's seen the stubbornness, the reluctancy of Israel to dine with him. And he's still looking for windows to try and be amongst them. It's almost like we are the cool kids and God wants to be in our midst. That's the story of the Bible. Amen? (laughs) Well, in reality, who is the cool kid? Who is the cool man? Who is the cool one? Hallelujah. Amen? I'm I'm saying all of these things. I'm hoping to illustrate to us um, the purpose of all of these things. The seven feasts of Israel, they start off with Passover. Amen? Unleavened bread. Hallelujah. Then we get into first fruits. Then Pentecost. Hallelujah. Pentecost is a major feast, okay? The first three feasts are grouped together. And then we have Pentecost. Hallelujah. After Pentecost, then we have um, the Feast of Trumpets. Amen. We're about to experience that this coming weekend. Immediately after the watchman Prophetic Conference comes Rosh Hashanah and the Feast, um, the Day of Blasting, Yom Teruah. Amen. The Feast of Trumpets will be kicking off. Hallelujah. Then we have the Day of Atonement. And finally, we have the Feast of Tabernacles. Amen. So all of these feasts are to take us to the place of being being tabernacled with God so God can dwell in our midst. Amen. Now, the way or the place that God finds, okay, to dwell, on that place God has found fitting for dwelling, you see the Shekinah glory there. Hallelujah. This is what what the high priest rituals are for. They are to get him to that place where he can become someone that the Shekinah glory can rest on. For them, that person was Moses, who in a figure of, was a figure of Christ. Amen? We see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. When the law is read, a veil is over their hearts. But now we are looking at Jesus in the New Testament. Because everything that Moses did was a shadow of Jesus. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, Christ did by condemning sin in the flesh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so what am I pulling out here? Amen? I'm pulling out this simple truth. Amen? What God is after is a, tab- a tabernacle, a sanctuary. And what is the tabernacle? What is the sanctuary? Basically, the tabernacle or the sanctuary is that place where the testimony of Jesus is, the testament. Amen? The testament, the covenant is found. Hallelujah. Now, why is this important? Amen? The presence of God on the earth, amen? I spoke last week about, and the week before, last week and last time, last time and last week, about um, a, a manifestation of God called the Lord God of the whole earth, amen? The warfare over our planet, amen? All of this darkness, all of this heathen rage and the people imagining things and all these bad things happening is to make sure that the Lord God of the whole earth does not show up. I'm gonna say this again, all of the warfare, You know what the great tribulation is the great tribulation comes because the God of the whole earth has shown up as soon as the Lord of the whole earth shows up, you know what happens? Hallelujah. Maybe I should share really quickly what can be um, interpreted as a timeline. Amen. Right now as believers, amen, we are meant to be experiencing the unsealing of the scroll the unsealing of the book of life. Amen and we receive this unsealing of the scroll, amen, by the ministration of the spirits of God. I explained before that the book is sealed because of the absence of the spirits of God, but the book is unsealed by the presence of the spirits of God. And I explain that time and time and time again. If you do not understand what I am saying, please let me know. I don't wanna keep on speaking, and then someone is just, okay, we'll just say what you're saying. I actually wanna make sure you are understanding what is being said, amen? Now, these seven seals in the book of Revelations, hallelujah, they correspond to seven impartations of the spirits of God that Jesus Christ is going to personally administer as he, un, un, as he unseals the book. Now, the, the events captured in the book of Revelation as the unsealing of the book, amen, is not a public ministry. I'm going to say it again. The unsealing of the book in the book of Revelation is not a public ministry. This is a private thing that's going to be happening between you and Jesus. Amen. If you're not having a personal relationship with God, an organic, amen, fruitful, thriving fellowship with God, understand that the book is not been unsealed to you, amen. I explained before that um, beginning of today's session that the spirit of God inside of the soul, amen, the spirit of God inside of the soul, being able to traffic the soul is the testament, Maybe I should show this to us from the scriptures. Amen. <laughs> Revelations 19, the Bible says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This is verse 10. Hallelujah. And I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren. Now keep this in mind, okay? The people that um, have this thing are called brethren. I am of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I'm going to say this again, okay? I'm going to say this again, okay? Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, pay attention here, okay? Notice how the people that have the testimony of Jesus are called brethren so this means their genealogy changes this is not just brotherhood by by because we're in the same cults together we're in the same cult of jesus no 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 no. this is genuine you know in 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 um i want to talk about spiritual warfare one of these days and i had the the shock of my life at how little utterance i had it, it is it, yeah, see what i'm saying i rebuke whatever is blocking that amen It takes a lot of grace from God to share sufficiently in the way that equips people for spiritual warfare. Amen. Especially when you've gone through stuff, hallelujah. Amen. The truth is that (laughs) we wage warfare. Amen. The end of the ages, the warfare of the end of the ages is the warfare of heritage is the warfare of bloodlines, sufficient alignment. Amen. With your bloodline, with your heritage, with your brethren. Amen. Is going to guarantee you victory. Insufficient alignment when the genes don't match up. You know, um, you know, my my phone has this thing called Face ID. Amen. I hold up the phone to my face. Hallelujah. It unlocks by something called you know this these um, things we call biometrics. Amen. Where basically the computer analyzes like my facial structure and you know evaluates my facial structure to a few numbers. All right. And based on the calculations and algorithms that, you know, have developed over time, um, anyone that looks like me is going to be able to unlock this phone. Amen. That is exactly what we're talking about here. The likeness and image of God. Amen. Because again, the likeness and image of God is not a form it is a functionality that is imputed to us by virtue. Amen. Of the spirits of God, being able to traffic in and through the soul. I explained this last time. Okay. As has been able to swear oaths to God. Amen. I explained this last time as having God's name on your forehead. I explained this last time as being a righteous one. Amen. Hallelujah. This is who we are. Amen. Now, what unlocks the, the way we wage warfare on no matter your level of maturity is by the witness of your spirit man. What is the witness of your spirit man? Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen. Now, what happens is that you continue to lay hold on this reality and this truth. Amen. Until t- you can communicate to the person inside of you effectively. The pinnacle of communication, God's way of speaking is not through words. God speaks to a person. Amen. The word became flesh. That is how God speaks. When God opens up his mouth, people come out. Amen. In fact, in the ages to come, God will not be communicating. Amen. With words. It really doesn't. That's the truth. Amen. The way God communicates is by people. So if you want to find out what God is saying, you have to interact. You have to fellowship. There must be relationship. Amen. This is why in the age to come, amen, the workings of God, hallelujah, the, the operations of God are going to be captured in a community of people spanning thousands of years. Amen, of rich development of the civilization of God across millennia, amen? And all of them would have the same genes. They are all brethren, amen? What, how are they brethren? <laughs> they have the testimony, the testament, the testimony of Jesus, amen? The same testament that Jesus Christ has. Hallelujah. And this testimony of Jesus is the spirit of God it's the spirit of god is called the spirit of prophecy here because the people that have this testimony are called prophets and i can show that to us um in a different verse hallelujah thank you jesus let me see here testimony i'm of your brethren ah this is revelation chapter 22 yes hallelujah revelation 22 from verse 9 okay the scripture says here this is john trying to worship this angel again or bowing down in shark terror okay i john saw these things and when i heard and saw (laughs) i fell down to worship hallelujah (laughs) i just love the narrative here amen worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things then he said to me see that you don't do that for i am your fellow servant and of your brethren the prophets notice how before he called his his brethren, those that have the testimony of Jesus. But look at how he refers to them now. They are those who keep the words of this book, worship God, hallelujah. Now, what are the words of this book? The words of this book is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember how we said last time, that when God's word is in your heart and in your, mind, in your mouth, amen, when it's overflowing from your heart to your mouth, out after the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, the scripture gives you a verdict. Do not ask for Jesus Christ to come down from heaven or, from, or rise from hell. Why? Christ is about to emerge from inside of you. That's why he says confession is made unto Yeshua, unto salvation. Amen. What am I saying here? The same testimony in Jesus will be inside of me. I hope everyone has seen the beauty of everything that's been said here. Amen. This is how we wage spiritual warfare on this platform of the testament, the testament. Amen. The testimony, the covenant. Amen. We don't wage warfare because you've been praying since. So that's not that's not how you beat Satan. If you do grow up for Satan, you just want to know your prayer energy has finished. Amen. Because honestly speaking, there are times when until you master your prayer life. You would have supposedly low season. your prayer life can be mastered, oh, please listen, you can master prayer, okay? Do that. You, you can give yourself to prayer to the intent that you break something in your soul and you cannot not pray. Amen. You cannot not fellowship interact, not just praying, interaction with God. I'm make sure I'm specifying interaction with God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm saying all of these things so that we can understand, hallelujah, what all of the scriptures are about. Amen. The whole purpose of the unsealing of the scroll, amen, is so that the spirits of God can penetrate the heart. The whole purpose of the feast, the seven feasts, amen, is so that the, the soul can, can receive all of these impartations of the spirits of God. The seven feasts, amen, I explained it before, okay, that the Feast of Pentecost is not just um, getting speaking in tongues or getting filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, it is what Paul was praying for in Ephesians chapter 1. If you check the book of Acts, you discover that the, the church in Ephesus already had the infilling of the Holy Spirit. They were already speaking in tongues. So why is he asking in Ephesians 1 from verse 17 for their eyes to be opened? Amen? Because he saw the need for feasting. Amen? If you check the book of Colossians, Paul restates the same prayer where he said that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you may walk worthy of the Lord. Beloved, there is a measure of, of all. That would call, say something about all spirit. <laughs> That you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. All filled. Are you seeing the picture here? Not just that you, you got a witness in your heart. That is good. But what Paul is prescribing for the church is a feast, a festival. Amen? God wants us to feast on the spirit of God. There's something that happens to you as a person when you haven't had food for a long time. When you go on a feast, you just collapse. Like, wow. Then when you rise from, when you resurrect from that nap, what happens? Strength is restored. Amen? That's why he says, strengthen with might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Beloved, what meant to feast on God? And the purpose of all of this is that the spirit will traffic into our soul. Please hear something, okay? When the word of God is sitting on the thrones of our souls, amen? The Bible refers to this as the washing of the water by the word. Philippians chapter 5, okay? The washing of water by the word, amen? The word brings out water. That water is the spirit of God. Out of the valley shall flow rivers of living water, amen? But inside of the word, hallelujah, is what? the water you need. Amen. Now, if the spirit, your spirit man is not able to push the life of God organically through your soul, in other words, if you find yourself falling into sin, find yourself living below the standard of God's glory, it is because something is blocking it. Amen. Something is sitting on that throne of your soul. So what do you do? You take something else and you put it on that throne of your soul. Amen. And the fruit of that is that what out of your belly shall flow Amen. That government of God begins to flow out of your soul. Hallelujah. That is what testimony is. That is what covenant is. When God is sitting enthroned in your soul. Another word for this is kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to see something that's very important. All of these beings, amen, that this angel made reference to. Please understand something, okay? This angel is not saying that he is one of our brethren, no. amen. I've explained this before, amen. The cherubim, amen, the seraphim, all of these creatures, they have things that belong to us, amen. But how do you advertise something to someone that needs something? You know, if you, if you need, um, if you want to buy a hammer, you see the person that owns the hammer company, right, and who sells nails, they will do a billboard advert 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 advert, right, a commercial, a billboard a, yeah, I said it already, a flyer. And on that flyer, you would see someone smiling, okay, with gloves on, and he has his hammers, and behind him is a, a fully built shed. Amen. Now, that is communicating something to you. Hey, I want to be able to not maybe not a shed, but I want to fix my shelf. So when you see that guy, he got his shell fixed. He got his shed fixed. I could get my shell fixed if I get, go to this place. Does that make sense? So you see these creatures, all right, um, for lack of better words, mimicking what we would look like if we would interact with them and receive their ministry. Does that make sense? That is why he's saying, I'm of your brethren. No, no, he's not really our brethren. The angels are not our brethren. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to say this again, angels are not our brethren, amen. I'm not saying this respectfully, amen. The Bible said we are going to judge angels. It's in the scriptures, amen. Angels are ministering spirits. We are called to be God. We're not called to be angels, amen. People, you know, there's a thought I used to think before when I was younger in the faith and I was growing up on a man of God and I was taught that I would take the place of the cherubim. Recently, I discovered that no, I'm going to take the place of God, Amen. As the, in fact, I'm going to be bigger than, you see the God that is sitting in heaven right now, the God I'm going to be made by virtue of the workings of the Spirit of God in me is going to usurp that God completely. Someone says, this is blasphemy, this is atrocious, this is something else, amen? Do you know that right now on the throne, the image and likeness of God is not being seen clearly? I can show this to us very clearly from the book of Revelations, amen? If you read the book of Revelations chapter 20, 20 Bible speaks about um, the face of God from whom the heavens and the earth fled, amen? This doesn't take place until the church has come into her own, when the church has manifested the fullness of Jesus Christ. I have gone <laughs> complete, completely different tangent um from where i was going before but i'm hoping everyone is able to follow please let me know if you're able to follow if you're not able to follow give me a thumbs down so i can make corrections amen hallelujah i think i'm running out of time i might end this a lot sooner amen but i hope everyone understands hallelujah the the angels of god are not our brethren no our brethren are those who actually have the testimony of jesus amen as angel angel called michael his name means like god amen that angel does not look like God. Now, when he appears to you, amen, he is going to bring forth that resemblance by advertising to you what you could look like. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. I hope everyone understands what I'm saying. Can anyone hear me? I know I can, he- I can hear my voice going through this thing. I'm just wondering if, okay, hallelujah, don't worry. I'll encourage myself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I'm gonna keep this going. Okay, maybe I should end this I can tell like, let's have some time to pray towards the the conference. Amen. Hallelujah. Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Hallelujah. You know, the book of revelations, if you read about the unsealing of the scroll, amen, that is a private experience that takes place. I'm saying this because if you think you're going to map out where we are in the timeline of the book of revelations, I have bad news for you. If you are not in actual, actual fellowship with God, if you are not, if your personal walk with God, amen, like I said last time, is not restructuring your life. If your life is not being shaped by your walk with God, uh, my child of God, you are not, you are not anywhere on the calendar. <laughs> Does that make sense? If there is no restructuring of your life. Hmm. You know, when you read. Um, hallelujah about the seven trumpets. Do you know most of the work in the book of Revelations is actually in the time of the trumpets. The seals in the book of Revelation takes. I would say it takes only one chapter chapter six, but there's this event that takes place. Amen. After the sixth seal was open where the people, um, the man company is sealed um, with God's uh, name on their foreheads, amen? That's chapter seven, but chapter eight, it kicks off with the introduction of the trumpets, amen? And the people that are blowing the trumpets are either the man company themselves and or their angels, amen? Their messengers, amen? And the fruits of this is that as they begin to blow, this is actually the man company declaring to the body of Christ, amen? what the book is saying, what the spirit is saying, the Testament. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to make sure I'm not talking to (laughs) Amen. I can't tell if I am being followed or if I'm being listened to passively. Amen. I don't want to go deep if I'm being listened to passively. That's that's a major reason why. Hallelujah. So let me, let me see if I can pull out the scripture that I think would help. Amen. Revelations chapter eight. Let's go there real quick hallelujah thank you jesus verse seven when you read the first angel sounded and hail and fire followed mingled with blood and they were thrown to the earth and a third of the trees were burnt up and all green grass was burnt up um verse eight the second angel sounded and all green grass was burnt up verse nine verse ten you keep on reading all of these things beloved do you know that the events that are taking place in revelations we're listening to you so saying, okay thank you <laughs> so make sure that i'm being heard amen if not, I can just give like a generic message and we can um, pray and then call it the night. Amen. The interactions you're seeing capture the trumpets, amen, is actually the man's company alarming the church. There's a verse in the book of, I think it's a Joel, blow the alarm alarm on my holy mountain. Uh, Joel 2. Am I saying the right? No. Sound the trumpet on my holy mountain. Is it? Um, blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Joel, right? Joel 2, I was right. Actually, 2, yes, I was right, right? Okay, I'm on the wrong page. That's why. Okay, cool. There we go. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, and a day of clouds and thick darkness that keeps on going about how dark the day of the Lord is. Amen. When God's judgments manifest on the earth, Hallelujah. Amen. It's not dark really; it's actually the best day on, of humanity, the best season of humanity. Jesus Christ described the um, great tribulation as um, something that's never happened since the beginning of this world. And by this world, it doesn't mean the planet; he means the age, this age, to the end of it. Amen. Hallelujah. So from the great tribulation, there's going to be a springing forth of things that have never been seen. Amen. So I'm going to continue this narrative so we can get a, an idea of what's happening here. Okay, there's going to be a private unsealing of the scroll amongst the disciples of Jesus Christ, those who are in fellowship with him, those who are his friends. Now these friends are going to receive a very great measure of the testimony of Jesus, or the spirit of prophecy. Or the words of the scroll. Basically, God's word would have hijacked major portions of their hearts. They would have been arrested, captivated by God. They would have entered into measures of God's dominion. Amen. Now, the fruit of all of this is that they will now begin to do what Moses did after he went up into Mount Sinai. What did Moses do after he went to Mount Sinai? He came down shining to declare to Israel the laws of God. God said... I will give you my law, you shall teach them. So what's going to happen in the mantle outcome is going to begin to teach the church, the people of God, amen, not teaching them for all of eternity, but teaching them so that they themselves can enter their priesthood. For lack of better words, there are going to be people that are going to be, um, enter um, what the scripture refers to in Hebrews chapter six as the powers of the age to come. What is called the good word of God. Hallelujah. Um, this might be where I would pitch my tent, but I'll, I'll give like the precursor. For some of these things, Amen. When this, as this um, conversation is taking place between the man-child company and the body of Christ, this is not a conversation, conversation per se. This is actually the fruit of Hallelujah. You know, we are not going to remain like this for a long time, beloved. Amen. There is a way the church is right now. I Remember, Mama was speaking during. Who remember Mama was speaking during Open Book, and she was saying how much longer do, are we going to be like this she, i think she um, i can't remember what she what she listened to or what she, what she read i think she was reading about a specific um, um um chronicle from the bible i'm trying to remember what which story exactly it was but she was just like where is the god of the bible amen that question is not going to be asked much longer as the book is being unsealed it's not going to be unsealed See, the book is not a book like like a book that you read like that, per se. I'm sure we understand this, right? I've explained that these things are not about form, but about function. Amen? I explained last time, this is on Monday, okay? That the name of God on your forehead is actually a form of resemblance to Jesus Christ. And I use the seven churches in the book of Revelation to show that, all right? They all had measures of God's name upon them, okay? Okay? And Jesus Christ was offering them the fullness of His name, the Yod Hey Vav Hey. Amen. They all had a unique expression they were meant to come into, and you see that when that expression of Christ that they had was speaking or ministering to them, I'm promised showing them about the next level, right? The next feasting that they had in store for them, in store in, um, in store for them. Amen. Hallelujah. But each of these things that they came into, it wasn't like they had on their forehead the tribe of Benjamin. Or the tribe of Ju- you get what I'm saying, Amen. It's not that, it's not that cinematic, <laughs> Amen. God is real, Amen. The fruit of this is it, going to get cinematic. Make no mistake. The, let me just keep on going. You understand what I'm saying in a second, okay? It, it's not that. I do want to say it's not that shallow. There's a way that some of these things come come about. Let me just keep on going here, Amen. Hallelujah. The fruit of Hallelujah. Um, um, um receiving god's name swearing these oaths right receiving the candlestick amen hallelujah bearing this operation of jesus christ bearing these measures of likeness to god amen is that you are sealed with god's name on your forehead this ceiling again is not a physical ceiling on your head amen it means you are able to manifest an operation of the spirit of god amen at will whether it is his lowliness his love his humility some, some measure of his power in some place, amen? All of these things are measures of, of resemblance to God. God's desire is that his name is spelt out inside of us and all of us giving expression, our unique expressions are a letter of his name, amen? Which means we are meant to manifest a specific operation of God, each of us, amen? As we're giving expressions to these unique expressions of God, we will together corporally spell out who God is, this is where we love the Lord and we love each other, because if we love the Lord, we want his tabernacle to be built. And if you want his tabernacle to be built, you have to love, amen, his tabernacle here on the earth, the people of God, and help them to come into there. That's why we're here, right? That's why we're having this meeting right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And so the purpose, the desire, and the goal of all of these things is that God to be made manifest through all of this. Hallelujah. Now, that process, amen, of God be made manifest fully through all of us spelling out his name, but individually through all of us, okay, has to first of all, individually, where God spells out to each of us specific people, amen, who he is, amen. Now, as he does this, each of them will now begin to shine with a specific letter of God's name. That means there's some kind of resemblance to God. Maybe I manifest God's elbow or manifest his finger. Again, it's not by form, by function. So you will see me, grow fingernails out of my face, right? Why? I am the finger of God now. No, hey, <laughs> I'm sure you understand what I'm saying, right? It's not that cartoonish, amen? Hallelujah. In the, in the realm of the spirit, you might see those things parabolically or prophetically, amen, but understand or interpret what God is saying when he's speaking in shadows. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, amen. Someone asks, this thing seems really hard or it seems really complex. You're talking about governing the universe. You're talking about ruling with God. Amen? If there isn't some kind of hurdle to it, it wouldn't be worth it, right? It would be something that, if it's something anyone can just kind of slide in and slide out of, you know, you're not really getting anything. This is why the salvation that we received, as beautiful as it is, amen, if you don't cut covenants with God in your soul, if you don't eat, feast with God, amen, you're not going to have a lot of tangibility, amen, of what Jesus Christ has done for you. It's not because God is, He's saying only those that only the- no 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 you actually need to invest yourself in this, amen. It's not like God is blocking and saying only those that you see these scriptures that he says portray this personality. Only those that that um, um, love love me are going to partake of this thing. You know. And God is is not saying it with the attitude of go away, I don't want you here. No 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 no, that's not God's heart, amen. I've shown us that right from the tabernacle that Moses built. That when Israel was pushing God away, God said, okay, I'll come in a, the way that you'll accept me to. You, you know what I'm saying? So that God's heart is not the, he's not upbraiding anyone. I want us to please understand this. Amen? Hallelujah. Because we need to have this same heart as well. It's, it's, it's easy to, talk, to say that, that God has the heart. But when God wants us to manifest the same heart, that is... <laughs> Hallelujah. We will manifest it with all zeal, with all diligence. Amen. With all love, with all compassion, with all long suffering, with joyfulness. Amen. Hallelujah. Once that private community, amen, handpicked by the Lord, that came into great privilege with God, has finished to a very great degree, amen, their, their discipleship, amen, they don't actually finish it until the end of the ages. That's the truth. Because what happens is, ah, uh, Hallelujah. The seventh seal, instead of the seventh seal, the seventh seal has been unsealed, that is when the seven trumpets begin to sound, amen, and I explained this um, a few weeks ago when I explained about Joshua and going around Jericho seven times and how that's akin to the seven feasts and the seven bowls of wrath and the seventh seal, amen, the seven, 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 hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Okay, the blowing of the trumpets is for the church. That is actually where most of the heat takes place, and it's from chapter eight all the way to chapter twelve. Now, as soon as the manchild company rises, the manchild company rising is when the manchild company pushes Satan out of the sky. Amen. They push Satan out of the sky, and by the sky, I don't mean the sky of the world per se. I'm speaking specifically about the sky in the church. Amen. Please understand something, okay? <laughs> The church right now, yes, she's been steered and moved by the Spirit of God, but Satan has made a huge inroad into the church. Amen. We see the book of Revelation, right? The doctrine of Balaam, Jezebel, amen, and the doctrine of Nicolaitans, hallelujah, people that left their first love, amen, those who had, all the different things, amen, that you see in the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and 3, amen, Satan's tale manifesting there that he used to cast down the stars, hallelujah. Now, the man's company is going to overthrow him in the church what does that mean the ignorance the veil over the people of god amen the bible says in the days of the sounding of the seven trumpets the mystery of god will be finished as he has prophesied through the prophets amen we're not going to be like this for much longer beloved we are entering that season we're entering that day when all that God has desired will be fully man. God wants people to inhabit, beloved. God wants people to dwell in. And this structure that he's building has been constructed over millennia and you and I are a part of it. But to be a member of this community, you need to have something. It is called the testimony of Jesus Christ. You know, our conference is themed Christ, the blueprint of the future ages, amen? This blueprint is that book, okay? I'm just going to, hallelujah. This is not, I'm not speaking doctrinally. here. I'm just trying to, I'm hoping by now you guys understand why I speak, right? I don't speak doctrinally per se. I speak um, giving you, helping you remove the, the mystery behind things, amen? So when I'm saying now that the book um, in the book of Revelation that needs to be unsealed is the blueprint of future ages, that should not be too tasking for your heart to understand. Amen? Because you're seeing, oh, okay, yes. The blueprint of future ages, yes. That thing, when it is unsealed, is going to lead to the ending of this age and the bringing of the next age, which means that it has, con- does that make sense? It shouldn't be that confusing, right? Because, oh, If it brings in the next age, if opening the book brings the next age, while the blueprints of a building, they bring the building, right? It's from the blueprints that you get the building, right? Hallelujah. Why am I saying this, okay? Because if the testament, the testament of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy, what does the spirit of prophecy mean? Amen. Even though I said before, it's because of um, the people who are doing these things that call prophets. What do prophets do? Prophets tell you the future. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Prophets, they bring, you, they, bring you, they bring you enlightenment. Prophets, they bring you inspiration. Prophets, they bring you development. Amen? The prophets of Zion, they have the testament. They have the testimony. I hope what I'm, what I'm saying is making sense. Amen? The Bible says they overcame it by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Okay. After the good news has been published, amen, the testimony of Jesus has been taught extensively to the church, that is when the Antichrist shows up. The Antichrist shows up, amen, as Satan's trump card, amen, because he has been dealt a heavy blow by the body of Christ. I want to show you the narrative of the scriptures because the narrative we've been told is that It's gonna get so bad and so dark, Jesus is gonna have to come and save us. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible shows that it's going to get so so black and so dim and so dark, but we're gonna shine so bright that Jesus comes out from the sky to coronate us, saying, these are my people. The same way God opened the sky and the Spirit of God sent upon Jesus Christ, saying, this is my beloved son. That is exactly what the rapture is. It's almighty God saying, this is my dwelling place. Actually, to be honest with you, Jesus Christ is our Shekinah glory. The Holy Spirit will Jesus' Shekinah glory for us, Christ descending bodily, amen, is our Shekinah glory. We will first of all need the testimony to be written on the inside of us, and together we will spell out all the words of the Testament. And when all the writings have been done, amen, the spelling is done, the I's have been dotted, the T's have been crossed, Christ will show up in the sky, hallelujah. And the fruit of um, this this um this coming of Christ in the sky is going to happen after the bowls of wrath have been poured out. Man, if we read the Bible, beloved, we will see that the end of the ages is one of the best times to be alive. Will there be persecution? Yes, there will be. But the persecution is because of how much power the church will come into. Please hear me out, beloved. We are entering into a season, amen, of unusual unusual acts of God. We're not going to be, I said before, the content of the book, it's not books, It's not a book that you read like this per se. The content of that book, amen, is the spirit of God. These feasts, amen, the seven seals and the seven feasts, I dare say they are synonymous, amen? We, as we feast on the spirit of God, as we feast on God, Amen. And consume measures, 10,000 cubits, 10,000 cubits, 10,000 cubits. Amen. We continue our journey of receiving the testimony of Jesus until we find our brotherhood, our kinsmen. Beloved, the fruit of this, amen, hallelujah, is that we're becoming the tabernacle of God. I'm not talking about the uh, the tabernacle of God as something that we are not, amen, that we're going to become. I'm talking about who we are manifesting. Does that make sense? Our reality is hitting, the tire is landing. We are dropping ship, amen? The eagle is landing, hallelujah. The fruit of the, it is because of the shock of this reality of the church hitting the world, the fruit of that collision, That is the beginning of the great tribulation. Is everyone listening? That is where the conflict happens. You know the reason why? Because now the church has now gone through stages of development and is refusing the chains that have been put on her. The Bible says the yoke shall be destroyed by reason of the anointing, by reason of the unction. The church will begin to swell with the glory and power of God. When I say the church, I'm not talking about the entire body of Christ. Amen. I'm speaking specifically about the brethren, those that have the testimony of Jesus Christ. These people are called the Manchild company. They are called in the book of Revelation, the brethren. They are called the bride of Christ. Amen. Uh, they are called the 144,000. Hallelujah. There's other names for them. Though. They're called the, the manifested sons of God all throughout scriptures. Amen. And, and I'm not saying that Anyone that's not a member of this community, not a member of the man-child company, not a member of the body of Christ, that's not what I'm saying, amen? But hear here what I'm saying here, okay? The people that come into this estate, amen, they are the ones that are going to break the grip of, see this, this world system that is latching onto this, this physical planet, they are going to collide with it head on and they are going to begin to force conviction, amen? They are going to, there's a picture the Lord gave me of this thing several years ago, this was in and maybe 17 or 18, 18 I think, yes, 18. And the Lord told me the Great Tribulation is the actually the man-child Company like Samson lifting up the gates from Philist- from the Philistines, okay? For the Philistine um, city, ripping the gates off of its hinges. Now, initially it is a struggle because the man-child company has never done a feat like this before. But he continues or he continues, amen, in this in this um, um journey of, of of feasting on God and of manifestation until the gates are torn off of the hinges. And then what happens? The Ascension to Mount Zion that you see in Revelation chapter 14. Check your Bible, beloved. The Mantile Company appears in Revelation chapter 12. The Antichrist shows up in Revelation chapter 13. What does that mean? The Mantile Company manifests before the Antichrist does. So who is ahead of the game? Who is winning? Is everyone listening? Who who is the the conquering party here? Who is the one that is decoying or who is um, responding? We are the ones that are, is everyone listening? We are the ones that are throwing the punches and the enemy is trying to retaliate. It's not the other way around. If you check your Bible, what am I saying? The church is going to come to a place where she is no longer behind, but she is now in front. The church is now going to become prophetic, leading the charge of the happenings on the earth. We are the ones that are going to inspire the rising of the Antichrist because of our development. It's happening right now. I believe the Antichrist is on the earth right now, but he has not yet um, um, committed what is called the unpardonable sin yet. Amen? When that's on of perdition, um, he who now lets will let us is taken out of the way. Um, on so the Spirit of God is taken out of the way. He's going to remain out of state. We are the ones that are going to force him to rebel against God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Why? Because we are going to be tearing, as in we're going to be at this world's neck, tearing this world to shreds. You see the book of Revelation, all those plagues? It's not that you're going in, in New York, people will have boils on them. Hey, God, God, my back is burning me, I curse God. Please, I know that's what the narrative suggests, but the book of Revelations is a parable. Hallelujah. Are we going to see plagues? Yes, we will see plagues. But the book of Revelation is not speaking about people. Is everyone listening? Maybe I should show us. I'll end with this, amen. Maybe I should show us. Hallelujah. Oh Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Let me go to Revelation chapter nine. <sighs> I hope everything I'm saying is making sense. I hope I don't sound like a what is this boy saying, sir? <laughs> this boy needs friends. hallelujah but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons and idols of gold silver brass stone and wood which can neither see nor hear nor walk what does this mean that means the antithesis of this is that the rest of mankind that were killed by the plagues repented of the works of their hands. Can we see that? So the blowing of the trumpets, the pouring of the bowls of wrath is meant to inspire repentance. Please hear me out, okay? The bowls of wrath, amen, the blowing of the trumpets is not plague though as in lice and what is it now? We are going to see crazy things on the earth. Please hear me out, amen. I'm am not Disputing the fact that we're going to see plagues. But in the focus the Bible has, it is that humanity, amen, is going to evolve into divinity. And the fruit of God being made manifest that God's heart can be seen. When God's heart is seen, it wrecks havoc on the kingdom of darkness. Now, in the kingdom of darkness, this havoc manifests as, as plagues amen now these plagues may not be physical only i'm saying only because there will be physical plagues as well amen but the place that is being plagued is the heart the wickedness of the heart will be plagued by god amen where the evil spirits that have been tormenting the soul they are going to feel the heat of the presence of god you can see this in revelation chapter 6 at the very end when the kings of the earth say hide us from the face of the of the lamb from he that sits upon the throne for the great day of his wrath has come and who shall be able to stand? Beloved, God is amassing an army of people. Amen. And this army are going to form the dwelling place of God. This work has been ongoing for millennia. Amen. And we are meant to connect with them, to hook up with them. Amen. As fellow members, amen, of this tabernacle. The Bible says Jerusalem is a, is a building that is compact together, seamless. Amen? There is meant to be a seamless joining. Amen? Of us to our brethren. So that we can spell out the name of God on the earth. And this seamless joining is by bloodline. As brethren. How do we become brethren? How do we manifest our, our, our um, brotherhood? Amen? That's a better way to say this, okay? How do we manifest our brotherhood, beloved? By receiving the testimony of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me look through my notes here and make sure I've gotten everything. Yep. Let me just read a few things I wrote down. Okay. Bearers of God's name are tabernacles of God. Amen. People with the name of God on them are connected, or oh, I'm sorry, with the name of God on them. Um, or when they are joined together, they are the family of God. They are the bloodline of God. Amen. And the tabernacle of God is the pinnacle of humanity. It is for the administration of God's purposes on the earth. The core of the tabernacle is the testimony. For us, this is God's laws written upon our hearts. And I explained that God's laws upon our hearts is when God's word is sitting on the thrones of our soul. And the fruit of that is that the spirit of God is able to instruct and lead us in our hearts. Hallelujah. The key to tabernacles is keeping the seven feasts of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I hope everyone understands what's been said so far. Hallelujah. Our conference kicks off tomorrow. Amen. Christ, the blueprint of future ages. Amen. The church has gone through seasons and stages of development, but there is a climax. Amen. Of, 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 for lack of better words, like that phrase, heaven at last. Christ is the heaven at last. Amen. That pinnacle, that goal, that objective. You finally bought that shoe you've wanted for so long. Amen. That place where your heart is now at rest. I've, I've finished. Like Paul said, I fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Amen. What's happened? He has laid hold on something. Hallelujah. This is what God wants for us to develop our humanity into deity, our evolution to be completed. Hallelujah. And this climax of Christ Jesus manifests differently in each age. For this reason, I like what someone said. I think it was, was it the CEO of Disney? He said something. Um, The future is already here right now on the earth. It is just not evenly distributed. I want to say that again. The future is already here, but it is just not evenly distributed. Let me tell you something. The prophets, those that have the testimony of Jesus Christ, are going to be the ones that are going to champion the future age. They are going to evenly distribute the future age over the... The Bible says, "I create God is going to create a new heavenly earth where dwells righteousness. Amen? And this righteousness is going to flow out of the hearts of people. Papa has taught this before, amen? Darkness will cover the earth, gross darkness the people. Amen? The darkness covers the earth because of the gross darkness of the people. For out of the bellies of the human beings flows whatever is going to be on the earth. But oh, how blessed art thou, amen, when you acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus, so that the communication of your faith will become very effective. What does that mean? There's going to be a seamless flow out from your heart of the life of God. This is what Jesus Christ has called us to, amen, and this is what we're championing during this conference. Hallelujah. I'm going to play the trailer real quick, amen, and um, I'll share quickly on the heart behind the trailer as we end um, today's session. I want to thank you very much, everyone, for um, being a part of this, by the way. I'm um, not taking this lightly at all. Okay, so before I go off on another tangent, here's the trailer. <laughs> Our ancestor Abraham was blessed on behalf of mankind. He came into this. That's show what the Lord had in his mind. Generations of men and women who will dictate every time and season. He said that we will be as the stars of heaven for this exasperation. As the stars of the heavens, they will govern with righteousness and wisdom. All of creation's ecosystems will be submitted to this divine kingdom. For they are meant to frame creation with the thoughts of the Lord. David, another ancestor, sang of this as he played on a heavenly court. So when God decided to form man of the dust of the earth He saw the future that his image and likeness would birth For humanity would grow and develop through seasons into their prime into Christ the dynasty that rules every season as a wonder and sign The watchman through true sense of time Okay, so thank you so much for joining us, beloved, um, for today's word for now. I really hope um, this inspired you in your journey of organic friendship and priesthood with um, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, this is what we're called to do, amen? This is our life, this is our journey, and we are meant to manifest the fullness of God on this earth. That looks differently in each age, and only prophets who are able to see, amen. Are able to see what god is saying right now who are able to hear what the spirit is saying right now only they can manifest this image and likeness only they can receive the branding of god's name on their foreheads thank you so much for joining us beloved i'm signing off right now hope you have a very blessed night please pray towards um, um the conference tomorrow jesus loves you good night